What's up, Warriors? I'm Kaylee. And I'm Betsy. And this is the Not Your Mama Pod. Baby, how you doing this week? Hey, girl. We are not thriving. (laughs) (laughs) We are not thriving. What's going on? No, I'm just having some hormonal things this week really bad like it's kicking my butt I haven't slept much this week which doesn't make your hormones any better no. and uh, we are struggling but here we are <laughs> jazz hands <laughs> and all <laughs> uh, so you had your first appointment or you had it I did week, right if I'm not I wrong, did right? actually last <laughs> Thursday I did okay. last week so um it was really empowering and very interesting and one of the best doctor's appointments that I've ever had, actually. Um, I went in with a list of questions and very hormone-specific, endo-specific questions. And mm-hmm. uh, he sat there with me for quite a long time. And um, I had some blood work that I wanted drawn. And I know blood work is not, like, pr- uh, proving. Like- what yeah, am I it, trying to say? It's not like the end all be all like you get your blood yeah. and you have your answers. Right. So especially in perimenopause, it can be like really hard to um, go off of blood work. So um, I did have blood work drawn and I have my numbers, but I haven't mm-hmm. gotten like a phone call yet to say like what that means or anything. So um, I love that there's like online access to your medical results now, especially from my background in medical IT. Right. But being on the flip side as the patient, there's times where I'm like frustrated because I am in that thing constantly trying to see what came yeah. up. And like, I don't feel like the medical staff always does a timely or well enough job like informing you. Yeah. So it could be really frustrating. It also is like, maybe not great because then you're googling like yeah. what are the what do these numbers mean like just as soon as they go up just call me like yeah. that's what I need from you or don't post them until you don't call. yeah I went into my medical records because I'm trying to go down some holistic paths myself and I needed to download my medical records for diagnoses and things like that and I found out that like one of the times I had a cyst removed that I, I didn't even know about and so then I like went and dug into the images and I was like, that's a large cyst. Like, how could you not have mentioned this to me? It was actually in February when I got diagnosed with endometriosis and they quote unquote got rid of, you know, burned off the endo. They also got rid of a really large cyst that I didn't even get told about. That is so frustrating. Like, I feel like that's a big thing to like leave out. Like, oh, hey, we also removed a large cyst from you. Yeah. I mean... I think I think I told you I knew there was a chocolate cyst because I could yeah. see it. And at this point, I'm educated enough. But like the fact that I just happened almost a year later to come across it in my medical notes, I was just like, oh, come on, people do better for yeah. us. Do better is the great way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm um, sorry that you're struggling. It no, sucks. it's OK. It, it does suck, but it's OK. I um, my anxiety has been really high. My emotions yeah. are really high. Like my, my mood's just kind of funky and um, that's not like my normal vibes. So that's a hard place for me to be like um, last night or yeah, yesterday all day. I think I posted about, I, uh, I would have sworn I left my stove on at lunch. Like I had warmed mm. up my food and all day I was like vividly picturing the worst things, obviously. Like your mind just went there. 
Yeah. And um, so I was really struggling. And then um, my husband wasn't here for most of the day because he's been dealing with some family um, stuff. And he so then when he got home, he went back to work. And like when he came down, I just lost it, like started crying. (laughs) I was just like, I'm a wreck. So uh, it is. You've done a really good job with like still keeping positive messaging out there. So I don't know if that is part of your coping is just to like keep pushing your, your ideal message out or what? It helps me as much as like Mm -hmm. other people say that it helps them like genuinely Um, me feeding positivity into the world. I believe I get a lot of it back as well. Yeah. So um, it helps me as much as it helps everyone else. So is there anything else you're doing since we're kind of talking about your positive messaging coping wise? Um, no, just trying to keep moving it really like yeah. and being gentle on my body when I need to I mean we'll obviously get into that but um yeah. like this morning I got up and got a workout in because I was like okay if, if I would have waited till tonight it would not have happened like the way that like I feel like my uh hormones have been coming like throughout the day yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't have happened so um so yeah just showing up moving just showing up just doing what I need to do to make it through the day even <laughs> Um, yeah, no, which is so silly. It's, it's not silly. Like it's a, it's a real thing. And it's just wild that you don't hear about these things. Like, yeah. why, why is perimenopause not talked about? I don't understand. Like, why is any of this stuff not talked about? Yeah. No one talks about any, like this, this presence of shamefulness. Like, let me not be candid with what I'm going, have going on with my body. Yeah. Cause some of you might think I'm too emotional or whatever or somebody might be offended by it or yeah so detrimental to our society because then you're like when you hit it you're like oh I must be the only one and we know that yeah like it's so wild I mean I just bought a sample size today that I got in the mail actually of like a sample size hypoallergenic shampoo and conditioner because I'm having allergic reactions to all (laughs) of these things and so I'm like it's so silly but obviously there's a reason they make that kind of stuff Right. I mean, not saying that I'm the reason, but it could be talked about a little bit more. Yeah, it would be. Well, kudos to you for doing it. You're telling Thanks. people. <laughs> hey, anything you guys want to know. Open I'm here. Book. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this week has been weird for me. I don't have any endo specific things going on. Now, saying that endo always impacts everything. My hormones impacts everything, right? So I've been exhausted and like I, I wake up for like an hour or two every single night, which is super unhealthy for me. Um, and then I've been, I, I think I texted you. I've been so frustrated because my body feels good. So I've been wanting to like grind in the gym, but there are so many human bodies. <laughs> and <laughs> I am getting I a mean, very, and, and, and there's rude human bodies and I'm getting yes. very frustrated. So I've, I've eliminated caffeine from the majority of my life. I'm exhausted because I'm not sleeping. I would like to go to the gym after work because that's when I still have energy without adding something to my system and I can't. So I'm going to try to go back to night workouts tonight. We'll see how that goes. I really hope I don't like putter out and don't have any energy because I, I'm craving for that workout. It's yeah. I mean, too. It is hard because I love that people want to work on themselves Yeah, in the new year, but it is so frustrating for like a regular at the gym. Mm-hmm. And if you're new to going, keep going, like, don't let, yes, get it. don't get let it. that. <laughs> yes. 
Um, I think for me, why it's frustrating is the gym I'm at right now. So I've been slowly working my way back into weightlifting. I've been slowly investigating some more gyms because I let go of my membership at the gym I really lifted at. I've been doing some HIIT workouts and I'm trying to figure out like what gym I want to add in. I'm kind of playing my cards. What's frustrating to me is the gym I am primarily using right now, you schedule your workouts, you schedule your room. So the fact that people are like walking in my workout mid-workout and I'm like, man, you did not schedule this. Yeah, that would be very frustrating. It's not like I'm at a huge gym where I'm like, okay, we have to, you know, we have to shoot a squat rack. No, it's like you you have two minutes till your start. Please give me my two minutes. Because I don't don't want to be done in two minutes. Yeah. Two minutes. That's frustrating. Or like yesterday I booked a 45 minute band workout after my cardio instead of lifting because I couldn't kind of get it scheduled right. And I go to go into my room and somebody joined me, which I was like, it happens. Like I purposely try to book empty rooms and there was about a 15 minute gap. Somebody could have joined me. Somebody did. And I get ready to go in there. And the woman is right next to the door laid out with all of her stuff. So like to even get in there, I would have to crawl over her. And I was like, yeah, I just don't have the niceness in me for that today. And I left. Yeah. Like, I, sometimes I don't, you just I don't. Don't. <laughs> <I> just don't. <laughs> so I feel like my issues are like first world issues this week. And I'm just trying to tell myself to have patience and it's not necessarily them doing something different. There's probably a couple more bodies, but it's more of like me trying to figure out my new schedule because I'm tired right. and I want to go to bed earlier and just trying to grow. And I move. also, it's hard. I really hate going to the gym after work. I just, I, I really genuinely do. It makes me a bad person. <laughs> like I, um, there's just so many people in there and like, oh, it's so frustrating. It is. I unfortunately cannot for the life of me wake up anymore. Like whatever's going on with me hormonally, I'll sleep through alarm clocks or I, I mean, I wake up, I snooze them. I just don't have the capability. And so I'm telling myself, my body tells me I cannot get up at 4am. Do not push it. Like it's not worth it. So I'll just keep playing around until I find the right combination. If that means I'm drinking a little bit more coffee or half calf like I'll play with it till I find the right combination for me right just frustrating that like my pattern's not working for me right now yeah I've definitely obviously been struggling to get out of bed a little bit more too um but I've been like trying every trick that I've ever (laughs) known like um putting my phone across the room on top of my dresser like we have an actual alarm clock in our room that's very obnoxious so turning like that five o'clock alarm on there you sipping on this week? So I'm drinking a mindful margarita, Ooh. a non-alcoholic cocktail. She's got this whole like aesthetic. Like I would have believed you got served at a restaurant. Yeah. So I have a salt rim, I have a lime, and I have ice. Obviously, it's good. I don't know that I would immediately go to margarita though. It's more like a lime soda. Oh, okay. Like instead of mar, like it doesn't have that margarita sweetness which I actually like that it doesn't I think that's like the sweet and sour sauce or what or it's sweet, sweet sour, sauce. <laughs> sour, sweet, mix, sour, yeah. sour mix or whatever okay but I like a like a real like yeah I do too because I like like a really fresh good margarita instead of yeah. like the really processed like mix ones so it's not I'm bad a gin and tonic with extra lime type of person so mm. I definitely would like like a lime ish drink yeah what are you drinking? So 
I was fighting the urge to have a huge cup of coffee because mm. I'm tired. Um, so I just went and got a bottle of rosé out, a little too. I usually drink dry red wines, and I had a little bubbly in the fridge. I was like, you know what? Let's go for it. So nothing, nothing special, just like the house bubbly rosé. But, you know, no one can say no to wine. We're going to talk about how we like to move it, move it. Yeah, move it. I like to uh, move it, move it. I was going to say, I don't know if you are a <laughs> uh, Madagascar fan, but I kind of not take the opportunity to throw lyrics into our Absolutely. podcast Um, not sorry I feel like as a disclaimer we should also say what works for us does not necessarily work for you Um, what works for us now may not work for us in two weeks so yeah I like it and what we're gonna do today is we're gonna talk about our current relationships with movement our titles I like to move and move it sometimes it's not always feasible for us I really hit on that grace but in our next episode that drops at the beginning of February, we actually have Coach Rita that's going to come on and give a more clinical or fitness approach to endometriosis. She is a warrior herself, endometriosis, working out. So if you're really looking for tips from a professional, that is not this episode. It's not us. We're not professionals. We're going to give well, you a will, too. I will never claim to be a professional at anything. No, like I still Google my lifts at times. And I've been doing the same list for like eight years. Like, come on now, bro. I'm not it. But we I do love know Google. people. We do know people that know how to do these things. And so we will have a part two with yep. a little bit more strategic. Like, this is how you should do working out with endometriosis or a chronic illness. Yep. I can't wait so to that, hear what she has to say, too. Oh, my gosh. We're fangirling. Like, I'm not going to lie. Me and you are both like, I cannot wait to talk to her about yeah. fitness and how she does it so successfully. Um, but let's jump in. Let's start with talking about why fitness is so important to us. Absolutely um, helped me specifically to relieve a lot of my pain. Um, I agree with that. I think. I don't yeah. like traditional motivation when it comes to workouts. Like, I am not a... Uh, they're not called means like quote or inspirational quotations or whatever. I am not that type of fan. I don't like the ones that say, just push through it and just do this. Like I get from the common crowd. You're just saying show up because it'll do you good. That is not made for our area of the world. There's a needs to be a lot more grace and a lot more listening to your body. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I also said last week when I was telling my story that it was um movement was substantial for me in my mental health journey um, when I was dealing with infertility and like depression from that. And I, that's when I started running and it was, it fully changed my life. I mean, there's no doubt about that for me. I think I can be in a manic episode from PMDD. And if I can get myself to the gym, like I literally feel better the endorphins make me feel happier. Does it happen every single time? <laughs> no way. Right. But it definitely does give me a sense of like worth and accomplishment. And I don't know if this is true for you. This may be more of a personal path, but I've worked out oh, probably a decade. I had a, I had a point in my life where I was really keen, like I want to lose weight and I want to get back in shape. And I started working out and this is before infertility. This is before endo. This is just like, I was unhappy. My relationship with the gym now is so much healthier than I was in that time frame. And I didn't even know I was unhealthy with the 
uh, self-hate if I didn't go with the idea that you have to go and grind nonstop. And if you don't go, you're a piece of crap. The, the yeah. idea that my only worth was if I didn't show up, then I wasn't worthy. Like I really did have a toxic, healthy relationship with the gym where I thought I had to be all these things. And now it's like, how does fitness serve me in my yeah. life? And if it doesn't, I'm okay. Yeah, I think that there, there's definitely something there because I've been there too. I mean, um, especially like probably in my maybe very early 20s. Yeah. I uh, dealt with that too. Like, or probably even younger than that. I might've been like 19, 20, whatever. But like, I had to go work out. And like, if I didn't get my workout in, oh, what am I going to do? And I mean, I think that that was also just like some body image issues. Like oh, for sure. And I think that that, develops probably the more you grow the more you kind of get out of that um you do develop a better relationship with the gym like yeah I mean I don't have to go to the gym every day like I can work out at home I can do yoga I can stretch I can go for a walk I don't care that much I don't think I would have changed my relationship with working out if I hadn't had the 2020 year I had where I was bedridden it literally where you had no choice do a full stop we are in a pandemic your gym is closed your body's falling apart and it made me slow down and reconsider what my version of healthy was because the things I was pushing myself to do was actually causing a lot more harm than good I didn't come by it naturally (laughs) I don't know if I would have ever came to the realization of my obsession with trying to look a certain way was unhealthy yeah um, if I hadn't been put in that situation but I'm super grateful that the gym is better for me and I'm really working on my relationship with food now to try to get better all the way around which is hard it is a journey I mean we're fed so much information I will not get on like a diet soapbox here but (laughs) we could do that um, another day yeah but we really are we're fed so much information and like your whole life you're just told like you're going to be better if you lose weight if you are thinner if you're blah 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 and guess what? Like, I'm never going to be super tiny more. Yeah. And that's what that. it's always felt like. Like, I was getting so mad um, th- the first few days of the year. How many commercials just like, uh, lose weight fast, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, this is insane. Like, you're just yeah. feeding. Anyways, I said I wasn't going to get into it, but I have a lot no, of issues with you. that. And here's probably a um, maybe not so popular opinion of mine a kid free kid free perk of mine I truly am appreciative that I can go through this journey with my fitness and find my happy place as an adult by myself for myself and I'm not doing any damage on a future generation because a lot of my insecurities a lot of my hate for my body a lot of my improper relationship with the gym stems from my mother and I and with the diet you. culture from her generation. And I yeah. am so glad that while I retrain my brain and find my happiness, I'm not doing damage on a kid. Absolutely. I, I fully agree. Um, it is very much that generation too, because a lot of my own issues have come from, you know, my mom and, yeah. um, you know, I've, my little sister is 13 years younger than me. So I've also gotten to see like my mom with her and I've, like tried to like correct like you don't say anything about her weight you don't say like she's healthy she's doing well I was on like clinical diet foods as an 18 year old and now I go back and look at my pictures and I was like 
girlfriend, you were running. You were in a gym as a senior in high school when you quit playing sports because you had goals. You were running 5Ks. You were eating healthy. And I thought I was obese and horrible and I needed diet food. And that was just handed over to me. Like, it takes yeah. so much work to unprogram. And th- I yeah, feel that's like exactly what you have to do. do it. I'm even, um, I mean, it's a constant thing too, because there have been times where I'm like, and if, okay, if you are in this phase in your life, if you're tracking macros for a goal, I get it. Like yeah. I fully do, you know, do what works for you. For me, that is to- very toxic for me. Yeah. Like um, being obsessive about tracking and obsessive about what I'm putting in my body and not giving myself, you know, like not giving myself freedom. nutrient dense. Yes. Yeah. Freedom, nutrient dense food, like eating a block of cheese because I needed more fat that day or something like that. Yeah. That did, That's not healthy to me, for me, right. me personally. Um, not saying it's the same way for everyone. Cause I know macros work for someone. I know weight watchers works for someone. I think it's very individualized. I'm just saying like, it does take a long time to unprogram all of those things that you're taught. I think it's important for us to have this conversation as we get into what workouts work for us, because <clears throat> the thing is, is we don't want to be a podcast that comes on and says, your diet impacts your endo, your workouts impact your endo. For us, there are benefits in certain choices, but that we, we greatly differ in some of our diet choices. Sure. We greatly differ in what workouts we do at times. It, it is all personalized. And I think we would do, be doing this community a disservice if we just got on here and said, movement is great. And if you don't feel like it, don't do it. No, movement is great for us. And if you're interested into it, we love to have the conversation as long as you're making a choice for you. We also really, really push with our hashtag of movement medicine that movement can be a medicine. So I took that hashtag from you. You kind of started the charge there. Explain to our crowd here why that is such an important message for you. It's medicine to me. It's medicine for my mental health. It's medicine for my physical health. It is medicine to get me through the day. It's, I mean, all encompassing actual medicine for me. Yeah. Maybe not like physical pills you're taking, but it is a form of medicine. Also, I believe that meditation can be a form of medicine. So is it weird that me and you both talk about meditation as a form of working out? Because we we do. We we do. We consider that like the mental workout. We combine that into our physical. I think it absolutely is. I mean, I think it's something very intentional that you're having, you're you're sitting there, you're, um, you're doing whatever you do and you meditate, whether it's just breathing or focusing. I think that that can be so beneficial for your mind and your body. Like I know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. deep breathing is just really good for you. And, um, I'm sure that there's thousands of other benefits that I don't know about. (laughs) Um, I fully believe that that is why I healed so easily from my hysterectomy. Um, Mm -hmm. because I was, I went into it like in the best shape that I've probably ever been in. Like, I was doing yoga daily, but I was also working out probably, I don't know, five or six times a week, like very intentional movement to make, make sure that my body was in peak physical condition in order to undertake a big surgery. That makes sense. So 
Um, I, I do. I fully believe that that's why I healed so quickly. So um, I did, I had a very easy, like healing process. So I fully attribute that to being in healthy physical shape. And you talked about that. You talked about how quickly you were able to run after your surgery and how you got back to it. So let's do this. At this point in our lives, I'd say we are at different spots. You have had a hysterectomy. You have endo and hormonal things going on. You have cycles, maybe not as as severe flare-ups as you once did. I, on the other hand, have more of, uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Emotions do give away my workouts from time to time. But really, for me, it's the physical. It's the flare-ups. It's the periods. It's those sort of things. So, I know we could probably each talk for five hours about this is how I started working out and this is what I liked and this is what I did. We don't want to bore y'all, but let's give our audience a little overview of like, if you, if you've altered your workouts over the year, why have you altered it? And like, where you kind of land, what are you doing from a workout point? Cause so if we want to say like what I was doing a lot of when I ha- like was yeah. having pretty serious flare ups. I could not sprint like the pain in my pelvic area was way too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't do anything like really, really intense or hardcore, like even like really dramatic cardio. Um, I did still run long distance, but not fast. Yeah. So um, that was, that was when I was like in the thick of like the pain. So I did okay. still do a lot of that. Now, um, I actually can't run a lot because I have a lot of back and hip hip pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am weightlifting a lot more, which has been great. I am fully enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I'm Are doing a lot of yoga. Doing like full body workouts. Are you just working out like arms, legs one day? Like, are you, are you being really strategic with it or is it kind of just like, you show up and you do the same routine and then you add your cardio in. Yeah, no, actually we do. We split it up into like chest and tries and like back and biceps and legs. Yeah. And um, then I'll usually do one full day of cardio and then I'll sprinkle in some yoga throughout the week. Oh, awesome. Um, Which I used to really hate yoga and now I really love it. Uh, I think (laughs) I came to really, I, I really did. Like I, I am not the best at like slowing down. Yeah, I will. I will tell you that very much. So the idea of like, really slow movement. Also, this probably goes back to some like diet culture things. I was not burning a lot of calories. You like don't burn hardly any calories when you're doing yoga. And so like mentally, I think yoga was a really hard thing for me. But when I was like preparing for my surgery, my hysterectomy, I started doing like, a lot of yoga on YouTube okay. and it was so good for me because then like a week and a half after my surgery, I was able to like do like seated yoga in a chair and just like gentle stretches and stuff. So it was agree with you. I've had a hard time with yoga and I'm so glad I worked through that because even if I don't do like a whole full yoga session, whether it's in class or I mean, I guess in class, I really do follow instructions, but Sometimes I'll go do like a yoga video, but then halfway through, I just like turn into like really deep stretching because during that yoga flow, I found something I needed to work on. Yeah. You feel whatever is like catching or I fully get that. What do your workouts look like now? Uh, So they have greatly, greatly differed over this last year. 
Uh, going into the pandemic, I was 100% fully grinding. I, um, I did go to the gym five to six nights a week. I was heavy lifting. I was doing cardio throughout that. And when I said cardio, I was doing like 30 second sprints, 30 seconds off, 30 second sprints, 15 seconds off. Like I was trying to fully get into this body shape and uh, my body broke down a hundred percent. My body broke down because I couldn't keep up with the level I was trying to. Um, And so during the pandemic, the gyms closed down. I just gravitated back to running because that was the only thing that I even knew how to do outside of the gym at this point. So I started running, which was really like, let's be honest. It was really just like a a fast walk at times because my body just could not keep up. And I kept trying to like run a little faster or go to the trails or do this. And my body was literally breaking down on me. Your body was just like sending you signals. It's like, Hey girl, we're, we're tired. Like, let's not and do this. I wasn't this. listening at all. Yeah. And it ended up getting me to a point that I could not work out period. And I took a hi- hiatus and I didn't want to. And I had a, a, it probably, probably honestly impacted some of my mental capacity at that time, because, you know, on top of doing the hormones and a pandemic and endo, now I took away this thing that I put so much self-value behind. Right. When I decided to go back to working out, I realized I had to be very strategic and I ended up at an infrared sauna gym. Um, part of that was because I could do it alone and we were in a pandemic, are in a pandemic. Part of that was because it really wasn't weight-based. The classes are in a room. You're watching a video. There's yoga, Pilates, um, the ones that are like muscle-focused, so the resistance band. And I could totally throw that band away. I could just do it halfway. I could just stop if my hip hurt. And then they this, had This whole like concept is so interesting to me. So like the infrared sauna yeah the infrared sauna room so like what is your temperature do you know what your temperature is heated to okay so i max it out Um, okay and i will preference is this safe like it feels like this is not safe (laughs) that's what people ask me no it is so i was a huge fan of hot yoga prior to this and the only reason i didn't do hot yoga on a frequent basis was because there wasn't a studio near me um i will say the reason why i like hot yoga was because I have a ton of shoulder damage from an injury when I was younger and I could do a whole yoga session and I didn't, I didn't hurt afterwards. It like loosened you up. Interesting. And so I was already a huge advocate of it. It lubes lubes your joints. It makes my muscles go. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a huge advocate. So I think the recommendation is to have the room at like anywhere from 115 to 125-ish, like on average, degrees Fahrenheit. I max those rooms out. I go at 130 degrees Fahrenheit every single time. The idea behind it is you burn more calories in a shortened (laughs) period because you're in an infrared sauna. So when you first start, no, your body's also getting rid of a bunch of junk. Like saunas are so good for you. It is. It is so good. It is so good for my body too. So like, if you do a cardio room, which they have cycling, they have the cycling bikes where your arms work. I can never remember the name. I also hate them because I'm not coordinated to do both my feet and my arms. Yeah. I have to choose. And they have real What are, the, are those assault bikes? Is that what they're called? Something I have like no that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I, I could be wrong. No, yeah. I don't want you. <laughs> no, thank you. Like, I will purposely like if I'm in that room, it's because I had no other choice because I just can't do both. I literally will go in there, put my feet up on the pegs, and just do biceps the whole time because I, I I can't I can't do it. Yeah, uh, I live in the cycle in the row room, but. It, they're 15 minute classes. So okay. you'd, you're in 130 degrees for a 15 minute session. Now, if you're Kaylee, you're, you're doing three of those. So you're in 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> but the idea is like, because you're in the infrared sauna, you burn calories after you're done working out. And then if you do like a Pilates or a yoga or a band's room, they're 45 minute sessions. And again, I go up to 130 degrees. You control your own temperature. So okay. if it's too hot for you, turn it down. It's very, very individualized. Um, for me, it's amazing. I ideally, I go in there when I'm feeling good. I do 45 minutes of some sort of heated cardio, whether it's rowing or biking. And then I go over to the free weights and I still try to lift. Lifting okay. is a newer reintroduction for me because for a long sure. time, every time I tried to go back to strength training, I would end up in the bed because my hip and I, I, I know I have sciatic nerve damage and it just wasn't working for me. Right. Um, I have slowly integrated it back in. Like there was days I was going over there and doing like one set of biceps. And I know people are looking at me like, girl, that doesn't do anything for you. And I'm like, it does yeah. because I'm teaching my body to lift it. I want to get back into full strength training. I want a different gym. There is a gym I was going to in November that's called Freight House in Kansas City. And it's the best gym I have ever been to. It is fitness class based. So you're not in there by yourself you're doing classes um very very high interval hit training they're amazing I want to do more and more of that in my life it's a 20 minute drive for me so I'm gonna try to leave out the ice a little bit and then I want to I'm I'm probably only gonna buy a package of like two or three days a week because I do need to be able to have off days with my endo like I can't I can't grind that hard every single week it's just not possible no no I um I actually noticed this week because I I'm not going to lie. I do not do a lot of ab workouts. Like it's just not something like, yeah, I have a lot of lower back pain. So I think that Mm -hmm. that is also part of it. So on, I don't know, one day this week, Monday, maybe I did arms and abs and I had no concept of how weak my lower abs have gotten for my surgery. Cause that's probably been about how long it's been since I would have done like lower abs stuff. So it was really very humbling. (laughs) I was like, wow, crazy. I try really hard to like, so here's the deal. A year ago before, I mean, guys, it's pandemic times. I don't know how long a year ago, but I remember the last time I talked to somebody about like altering my lifting workouts, they're like, what area do you want to, you want to target? And I'm like, everything, yeah, everything. And now I was, I was in the gym last week and I was looking and I was like, there's one tiny body part that I really want to focus on. And the only reason I want to do it is because I can tell I quit lifting. And it's my underarms. Like I can, I used to have pretty toned arms because that was something I could lift no matter how my body felt, my arms usually worked. And I've, I've given that up. And so I've been focusing really hard on those because I'm like, okay, you know, if your back doesn't feel good or your abdomen is killing you, guess what? You can sit. And if you can sit, you can do bicep curls. And so I'm trying to find ways to like keep working out, but isn't it so great that I'm like, Hey, it's not everything. And Hey, the areas like my abs that are never going to be flat because I have endo belly at least a week a month. Guess what? I accept you now. You're cool. You can hang out. Body acceptance is so big, like so huge. (laughs) So 
what do you do when you're not feeling it either mentally or physically? Like, how do you give yourself grace? Cause that's been a big learning curve for me. Yeah. Sometimes I just don't do anything. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes I just need to lay on the couch and not move. Um, mm-hmm. Other times I will do a short little yoga thing. Other time I'll just sit on the ground and I'll stretch my hips or stretch my back or whatever needs um, done. Sometimes I will just go on a short walk. Like it really just depends on um, how I'm feeling. I, I a thousand percent know I'm going to feel better if I can get my body to do something. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if it's just a little bit of stretching, like I know that that's going to help me tremendously. Yeah. But it's not always from you a little bit on that though. Yeah. I have learned that if I don't go to a gym, go outside for a run, if I cannot leave to go accomplish my workout, it's not worth my time. So if I can't physically go, I don't try to work out. I may journal. I may meditate. I may take a hot bath. Um, if I stretch at home, it's literally because I'm in so much pain. I have to roll out. Yeah. I would, I, I, I don't do it well. I tried again yoga at home the other day. Just a flat out waste of my time. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I just, I hey, can't, it doesn't serve me. And there's no shame in that at all. Like there are a lot of times that I'll be like, I'm just going to lay here. Like, I'm not going to do anything. Morning grace has been the hardest thing for me. I don't think I was programmed that way, but. If it's a daily mantra that you need to say, it is okay if you don't work out. Missing one workout is not going to change your end goal. Also, Um, rest is healing. Rest is like rejuvenating. It's really important. Like your body's telling you you can't make that workout and then you go force yourself to do it. I'm telling you, you do more damage than you do good. Yeah, for sure. I used to go to, I think I mentioned this in one of our early pods. Sometimes I used to drive to the gym and be like in tears in the parking lot because I didn't want to do it. And then I'm like, just go where you whip like that. No. Mm-mm. Now, I, do I'll do that. Like not, I don't usually put, like push myself dramatically, but if I'm just not like feeling it, not for any particular reason, other than just like, I'm like, blah, I yeah. will be like, okay, do 10 minutes of something. And then if at 10 minutes you still feel the way you do, you can stop. Yeah. But a lot of times at 10 minutes, I'll feel fine. Like a lot of times for me, it's just getting my body moving, but your body needs rest. Like there's not an ounce of shame in resting. I agree. I know you found some really cool facts that I'll let you read through in a second. Before we do, my favorite question that we got online was how do you meet your goals when you cannot consistently exercise with a chronic illness? I think you need to, if you have a chronic illness, I think you need to maybe modify what your goals, your goals are quote unquote that like, changing your goals from like a weight loss goal to yeah. uh, maybe you can hold a plank for 30 seconds longer or something, you know, something else. Mm-hmm. I think weight loss is not the end all be all. I mm-hmm. think, um, I think it's really important that you maybe redefine your goals would be my, yeah. and like give your body grace, like uh, lower your expectations, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, really sometimes you just can't do it all. I agree. I, my advice was very, very similar. I said, you know, first off, give yourself grace and reshape that mental component. Cause the way the question was formed immediately made me think that you were discounting what you are able to do instead of celebrating your win. So reshaping that. Um, and then 
I honestly think goals should go out the damn window. Yeah. <laughs> Fitness should be about what your body needs, what, what you want to go do, what makes you happy. So if you're sad that you can't run that marathon anymore, okay, find something else that makes you happy because that yeah. is the only way you're going to stick to it long-term. So do a dance let's party. Do a dance party. Do Girl, a dance I swear party. I dance. Yeah, I used right? to play the We Just Dance and I, my heart rate would be up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you just got to find ways to move your body and throw out the window of like, yeah, we both talked about how we go to a gym. That's cool. If I woke up in a month and every single time I went to a gym, I hated my life. Guess what? Right. I'd stop. And I'd probably go try salsa class. I'd probably go try pole dancing classes. They're on my bucket list. Yeah. Um, Fitness does not have to be so inclusive in a box. And just because it worked for you or that's how you define yourself, especially if you like were a formal athlete, just because yeah. that's what your relationship was does not mean that's the only way to do it. No. And so find happiness with it and find ways that like makes yourself feel better. If you're going to benefit more from 45 minutes of stretching, do that. Yeah. Yep. Some y- gentle yoga, um, going for a walk. I mean, some people are super into nature. I'm not one yeah. of them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I love the fact that I live within 15 minutes of a lake because in the oh, summer, I, I do love water. I'm love water out so much. in the trails, like hiking yeah. all day. Um, I actually picked my new dog breed because it's one that can go do those things with me. So yeah. find your happiness and take that, take that expectation off of you and then follow that up with, taking away the pressure if you don't meet those goals or if Tuesday yeah. looks different from Monday because let's be honest what you do in one week is not going to meet your goals and I did tell somebody no. if you want to keep goals then have it be a long-term goal yeah. know that your way of getting there is going to differ from a super healthy textbook healthy human without a chronic illness you may get there but it may take you a year and a half and that's okay because yeah good God, you pushed yourself and you accomplished something. And that's freaking amazing. So if you want to have a goal, have grace with like how and when you get there. Yeah. And I actually want to say I had, um, so I obviously post about movement medicine all the time. And I had a lady message me, I think last week. And um, she was just saying like, she had to like process the fact that her body is not what it was pre endo surgeries, pre surgical mm-hmm. menopause. And it has been like such a journey for her learning what she can do now is not the same as what she could do then. Yeah. Honestly, the piece of advice, I don't think we said, but having an outlet to talk through it is really important. I, I miss the days where I worked out physically with somebody a lot of the time. Um, but I do feel like I have that support where like, if I need to talk about it, I can text you. Or if I want to be proud of myself, you know, I can post it. Like having that kind of part of having somebody else be a part of you and proud of you or being there as a support system is really important too. It also is very motivating to have other people um, during like when it gets a little bit warmer, actually we'll probably go on a couple in the winter too, but um, like every Saturday, my girlfriends meet up and we go on the bike trail and walk, like walk around or whatever we do. That's awesome. And um, it gets you out of the house, though. You're like, oh, it's cold out. I don't know if I want to go. But, you know, 
then you get done with it and you're like, holy cow, that was an hour of therapy with my friends. Yeah, I got to hang out. Let's jump into your facts about how working out helps individuals because these are really yeah, interesting. That's what I thought too. So I found some random facts on psychology today. So I'm just going to read them. Do it. As reported in the Harvard Health blog, as little of, as 25 minutes of moderate activity a day can offset some of the negative effects of eight hours of sitting. Boom. I know. I have a standing I mean, desk, but <laughs> I, was still. Just saying, I do have a standing desk and yeah. I keep looking at those like cycle things, like the pedal bikes were under your desk because I get yeah. so antsy. I get up and start doing laps. Like, yeah, I'm not great, great at sitting still either. Um, okay. Physical activity can improve arthritis symptoms by 40%. I fully believe that is accurate. Um, standing up and walking around for five minutes every hour improves your general health and well-being. I agree. Yeah. And your mood, I think. <laughs> oh my gosh. During the pandemic, I was like, I'm in a bad mood. I'll be back in 10 minutes. I got to go for a walk. Oh yeah. If like, if my husband's having a really bad day, I'll be like, why don't you just go take a walk real quick or like go take okay. some deep breaths, whatever you need to do. Outside, get away from the chaos and just focus on you. Yeah. Um, both aerobic exercise and weight training appear to cause striking improvements in brain health and thinking skills. Striking like improvements. Word. I know it's good. It's Could not used enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, it can slow age-related decline in memory, which we all could use that. And so exercise can act as an anti-inflammatory. Huge. Huge massive illness population. I just thought all of those were really interesting. I mean, obviously, they're all things that we have some general awareness of that physical activity is going to improve your general well-being. Yeah, I agree. I like them. And I, like I, we said at the beginning, I just want this to be an encouragement. Like, if your workout is walking to the kitchen, because that's all you physically can do with a flare-up with your chronic illness, like, I applaud you for moving. There's times I crawled in and out from my bed to my bath. That's okay. But I do want you guys to realize that it's more than meeting the society image of what you should look like or what you should physically be able to do. I don't care what your, your labs say about your BMI. What I care about is you finding a way to be happy. And if there's an avenue to reduce pain, reduce mental hardships because you have a chronic illness, I support you in finding those. And that's my goal just to feel better overall. Yeah. I mean, I think every aspect of movement will just make you feel better in general. Um, obviously I'm a big movement advocate. I believe that it helps with every aspect of your life. Um, but I think you should just do what you can when you can um, no, with the knowledge that any little bit you're doing is going to help you in the long run. For sure. So we said in the beginning, we will have a part two to this with a true expert. Um, we'll make sure Rita's IG tags in there. So if you are interested in actually one-on-one -on -one coaching or workouts, that is your girl amongst a lot of other people. They will help you define what your fitness is. If you just want to talk about it or have a cheerleader or know more about a sauna that I'm working on in that's 130 degrees and I come out and bring out sometimes my sports bra sweat out of it like you just want those type of conversations if you want to know why betsy gets up at the craziest hours of the morning to go <laughs> work out like hit us up we're here to talk about her insane mornings 
So uh, any closing thoughts about how amazing this group of people that give us their time are with their journeys, anything we missed? Oh, no, I just, I always appreciate every single person who tags me in their movement medicine. Like, um, I think it's so cool tagging the podcast. Like, I love that. I'm not always the best at it myself. Personally, I know you're much better at it than (laughs) I am. Um, So I think it's really cool to see. Keep doing it. Keep moving. um, Keep chancing. Keep doing whatever you want to do. You know, we just, we appreciate you guys partaking with us because it's a motivation to us. So we will have another prize uh, for some at the end of the month, but you guys are killing it. I love seeing yes. participation. There's been days where I'm like, I don't feel like doing it. And then yeah. I see movement medicine tags and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to be a part of this. And so yeah, there are motivations there. There have been so many more this round than ever before, which is really cool. I love oh, it. I love it so you, much. Shout out to you, Queens. Yeah. Otherwise, like, share, uh, yep. you know, do give us a thumbs up. We appreciate the support. We are really working on having some really cool things happen this year. And, you know, we want to make sure our listeners are getting the content they want. So please let us know. We appreciate every single one of you. We do have bonus episodes coming out on our off week sometimes. So, you know, throw in a little curveball. Um, other than that, Betsy, it's your cue. This has been the Not Your Mama Pod. Thank you.